my laptop stopped working because I used to watch Netflix and Hulu on there like all the time. At and the I same time? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> like I would leave it on overnight and I guess like it overheated. So now it's just like sitting there. All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of Thinking Twice. A post-grad life podcast from a multicultural lens. I'm your host, Jesus Aleman. And, well, this is going to be another episode of the Social Distancing Series. So we will have a guest resume. But, yeah, we're still, we're week 14, 15 maybe? Uh, maybe 16, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, but we're still social distancing, we're still in quarantine. And, and honestly, my bad, y'all, because, I mean, I haven't, put out an episode in weeks and I don't, I don't know what happened. I think for, for a moment I just lost motivation. I was just, I guess a little bummed, but you know, whatever we, you know, that's not an excuse. So we're going to pump out an episode, right? And, uh, here we are today. We're going to discuss health and wellness, which I'm excited about. Cause I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Um, I got my, my friend, one of my good friends that I've been knowing since I think we were probably both 15 or 16 when we met, but yeah, my friend Atalia Valdez will be joining us. We're going to talk about health and wellness, specifically running because she's a beast at running. That's what she does. And we're going to talk about her experiences uh, with running and how it affected and changed her life. So hopefully it motivates somebody, especially right now, because that's probably the only exercise that we could do right now, because you know you don't have, you don't have to pay a membership to run, right? You just go to the park or and throw on some sneakers when you're good. I mean, I've been doing it. It's probably the only thing that's been keeping me sane because whenever I'm bummed out or, you know, just want to distract my mind or whatever, I just go on a run and it helps out, right? It helps out a lot. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Atalia Valdez. ATL, welcome. Hi. Welcome to Thinking Twice. You excited? I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this, like, Literally, since you posted about your podcast, I remember writing to you, hey, can I be on it? <laughs> You're here now. You're here. What are you drinking, by the way? What is that? It's a Bud Light seltzer. Do you like them? Yes, I love them. They're so good. More than White Claw? Or... Okay, honestly, I don't remember trying White Claw. Um, people have told me that I have tried it. I don't remember, so I, don't, I can't compare them. You don't know, but are are you are you into the whole seltzer game? They're like, would you would you drink any seltzer, or, or does it have to be Bud Light seltzer? Um, yeah, I would drink any seltzer. They're supposed to be healthier, so yeah, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you just missed your opportunity to get sponsored by Bud Light seltzer, but it's okay because <laughs> you'll drink any <laughs> seltzer. So, all seltzers send a send a sample to ATL. <laughs> yes, please. I'm happy to try whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm I'm actually drinking uh. uh craft beer so eh. nice all right ATL well let's get started let's get started so um we're here today to discuss health and wellness specifically running you've been running for a while now uh how many years have mm -hmm. you been running uh I would say consecutively like five years okay. five years five years and then how many marathons have you ran I've ran three. I signed up for my fourth one and I've done like small races between those. Okay. Like and 10 K's and five K's. 10 K's, uh, 10 K's, five K's and half. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
That's a lot. These are my medals. Look, can you see them? Yeah, I can see them. Uh, I don't think our listeners can, but can you count them? You got like, you got a like what? Like, I have a bunch. Let me go count them real quick. Yeah, give give me a little quick count. You guys hear that? <laughs> it, it sounds like wind chimes. <laughs> I have ten right now. Wow, ten medals. I I only have two, and <laughs> they're both from the rodeo run. <laughs> Oh yeah, I recognize the one with the shoe. That's yeah, they, what I have. They they both have shoes, but the cool thing is that they turn into buckles. So never, I haven't had a chance to wear them. Would you though? <laughs> no, probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're, but they're yeah. cool. It, they're cool to have. It's like a cool. Uh, when I see my friends, uh, when my friends come and or like they see it, uh, I'm like, it's also a buckle, and they're like, what? No way! And, and it's a, it's a nice little prop to have. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, Jill. Well, let's let's uh, before we talk about running because we're excited about that. Yes. Um, let's let's uh, introduce everyone to you or introduce yourself to everyone. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're let's see where are you from? Uh, alma mater, major and minor, and then your career field. Okay, awesome. So first of all, everyone or most people call me ATL, but my name is Atalia. Um, <laughs> I am from Houston, Texas. Uh, I graduated from Texas State with a bachelor's in healthcare administration, which led me to where I'm at now at my job at MD Anderson in the development office. And then um, currently I'm working on my MBA at um, U of H in the Bauer Business School. Go Cougs. I guess. Kind of, <laughs> kind of I guess. <laughs> Well, wow, that's exciting. You're uh, halfway through it, right? Yes. So in July, I'll be officially, um, at the end of July, I'll be officially a two-year, like the second year in. Wow. Done with my first year and going to start my second year in August. Oof. That's exciting. Yeah. I'll be done hopefully by um, next summer. Okay. Okay. Wow, ETL. Well, let's, uh, before we get into running, uh, let's just talk about some current events that are going on because there's, aside from the coronavirus, there's still a lot going on, but uh, let's talk about Corona. What do you think of Texas shutting down again, the second wave of Corona? <laughs> Honestly, we shouldn't have even opened up in the first place, I think. No? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we're putting people's lives at stake, you know? Um, I get the whole, like, like they want to open up the government because of financial stability and whatnot. But then it's like, okay, but how many people are getting sick? Right. And now look at us, like we're the epicenter of coronavirus. And then we have the largest like medical center in the Western hemisphere. And now it's like at a hundred percent ICU capacity. And of course, like there's a surge, like we can maintain and bring in more people, but like how long, you know, like a couple weeks, months, you know, it's right. a bit scary, honestly. No, I, 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 it feels like it's coming in stronger than the first time, but people yeah. are, are not taking it seriously. Yeah, I agree. I feel like people are just kind of like, especially, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say especially, but I would just say like, based on what I see, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> the young people. I love the young people. <laughs> um, I don't, don't want to be like Greg Abbott and, <laughs> and like say it's like millennials fault because it's not. 
I yeah. The thing is, is like okay, so I'm I'm guilty of going out. Uh, it's you. <laughs> it's me. I, I cause it. No, no, um, no. But like I, when I do go out, the bars that I do go are are practicing like well social. Like they they're keeping a head count. They're spraying everyone with hand sanitizer. Like they're doing a good job, and that's why I go to those like. Monkey's tells uh they're really good. Like they like the first time I went, I had to wait 30 minutes outside my car because they had they were at cap, right? And so they were okay. practicing it really well. Uh and then another bar that I go to here in the Heights, uh DNT, like they were practicing it well. So I, I would go to those places. I wouldn't go to, you know, like the ones on Washington where like I see videos and and it's like full cap and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna go to there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I saw that there was a couple of bars that got shut down on Washington, I think. Excuse me. Right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, personally, I have not been going out. Um, I like went to brunch like once with one of my sorority sisters, but it was like at the beginning of whenever Texas was barely starting to open up. So it wasn't a lot of people out yet. Right. But other than that, like I just been living at home i do everything at home now like i work i go to school and i work out at home except when i'm running wow is any how are you balancing all that uh that you're working and you know your whole life's at home how are you doing that? yeah so at first not gonna lie like first day of like working from home i was on my bed eating cereal <laughs> like Netflix and they accidentally like tipped over my cereal and it like got all, all over my laptop so then I, I, was, I <laughs> yeah I saw that you tweeted that oh yeah. wow yeah I was like this ain't gonna cut it so then I moved to the kitchen so for the longest I was working there for I want to say for the first like month and a half I worked in the kitchen and it was a pretty good like space because it was it's just like a big table and so at home it's just me and my mom and my mom um she's still working so she works at AutoZone and um so in the day she's like over there and then um I'm here by myself like you know working right um, but then I felt like I was starting to get like Ugh, like I don't like the setting of the kitchen because then I'm eating cooking in the kitchen so then I finally decided to move to my room I have a desk in my room but I never use it uh -huh. um, so now I've been using it and I was able to bring home like a couple of things from the office. So I actually have like a big ass monitor, like, can you see Oh, it? nice. Yeah. Yeah. And Are then I got home my chair. Nice. Are you streaming anything in that big monitor? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought my keyboard in like mouse and like other stuff too. Cause I, I couldn't just work off a laptop. It was just insane yeah it is and it's um so at work i have two monitors so it's been um it was difficult to adjust to um a laptop which nice. not you know yeah. not, not a big deal but <laughs> i need to no yeah i i do too but i i i was bringing it i was packing up everything and then i i saw that if i bring the monitor i have to bring this adapter because this adapter doesn't connect to this and i'm like yes. um i'll just try it out with my laptop again yeah it's just a lot and so so now i'm working in my room and then i work out in the living room oh and okay my brothers arturo and andy have like a, like left things behind over right. so i like you know gathered all the dumbbells and like the bars and so i work out with those that. oh wow a gym atl yeah <laughs>
That's awesome. So with everything going on too, um, I know Houston was, uh, it, it was on the map for uh, protest. Yeah. Uh, did you get to go to the, the uh, big protest for? Yes. So I did go, I went, um, I only went twice. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure there was more than two protests. Um, but I did go twice. The first one that they had, um, it was my first protest ever. Um, it was very um, empowering. And um, also, like, I don't know, it just kind of, like, gives you a feeling like, damn, I need to be doing more, you know, like, I know I'm not a racist, but, like, what else am I doing, like, to, right. the, to the Black Lives Matter movement or to, like, bring um, equality to the marginalized community, you know? Right. Of it too, we're a part of a marginalized community, you know, but right now we're focusing on Black Lives Matter, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So um, I just thought, um, yeah, so the first one I went, it was a um, smaller crowd. The second one was the big one where like all of Houston showed up, you know, and um, um, everyone's wearing masks. Well, the right, big- that's that's good. Uh, that, I think that was one of the biggest worries for everyone. Like, fuck, do I go out there and am I going to wear a mask or not? Uh, especially it was hot that day, too. Yeah, it was, it was hot. It was hot. Sorry, go ahead. I I mean I I remember I wanted to go, but I thought I thought it was gonna be during George Floyd's funeral. I didn't I didn't know it was that day. Like I was at work and I'm like and then I started seeing everything on online and I'm like, oh wait, was it today? Because I thought it was for the funeral, but no, I I missed Yeah, you missed the you missed it. Yeah. yeah um i actually asked off for those days that i went protesting because it was like right during work time so i just put in my pto and then you know headed out there with um a couple of my friends um but yeah it was really hot but uh from what where the crowd that i was at people were wearing masks and um also very um powerful message you know like coming from houston and just like right all- the people walks of life were out there and for one reason only you know and it's it's and something that that we all need to do uh, yeah and so i feel like i've been a little bit more outspoken about it i haven't and i haven't you know honestly like i just haven't um i'm still like educating myself and a part of it is because like i don't want to say like the wrong thing um right. But I feel like at work, like um, we've had a couple of um, town halls and like I actually spoke up and I feel like that was very like out of my comfort zone. But I wanted to say something because it's not okay, you know, and um, I think it's important that we start like making changes and like maybe we won't see it like at least like me, maybe I won't see it in my office, like true change, but at least now like we're putting the seed in, like there needs to be change in the office. There needs to be more um, done for certain communities, you know? And we we spend like 40 hours at work and like, why not like start using that time too to also learn about like how we can do because at md anderson is not just like one special type of people get cancer you know it's everyone everyone you're like it does not discriminate so it's just like okay like we're caring for black people white people hispanics indians you know every type 
of people that there is. So I just think it's very important that we are well educated and recognize our um, our unconscious biases and work on them. Well, no, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think you put that well together. Um, and and yeah, it's really it's really interesting to see it from from this point of view. And especially too, because like we 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 don't see a lot of these protests here in Houston, right? Because all these are, oh. are go, you know, the like the one in Minneapolis was was the probably like the the rowdiest, not rowdiest one, but like the most. It got a lot of headline attention because there was fires, there was you know, uh, the 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 gas gas smoke and all that. But uh, yeah, seeing it here was really, I guess, inspiring. Like I, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, I think it's just. It, it's just inspiring in the fact that um, in the fact that I feel like it inspired me that I need to be doing more and it's motivating me to be more outspoken. Right. Um, and just like to use my platform, you know, like I'm not a celebrity. I'm not this or that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but you do you do spread awareness like that because I, so I remember the, the day where everybody put the black square on Instagram. Yeah. At first um you know not everyone did it but the people that were doing it to be able to go on instagram and just see that like for minutes 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 scrolling i was like you know what maybe i need to put the phone down and i need to reflect on this and actually think on this uh i i mean a lot of people would argue that you know it wasn't helpful or wasn't useful but i think it was i think it was because I'm telling you that morning when I was going through my feed, and I even posted it uh but just yeah. going through it I'm like okay I need to put this phone down really really uh learn more uh, educate myself more on, on black lives matter and and like not that i didn't support it before but i i think you have to see it at every perspective and and, and understand it i mean you, you just need to right so yeah i agree i agree with you all right all right well we're gonna go ahead and get into our topic now uh health and wellness so Woo! <laughs> I got some uh I got some questions here pre- prepared. Uh but we'll go ahead and and get into it. Wait, what's going on here? Uh before I do though, let me let me just crack a code one open. Nice. I like that. I like that sound. <laughs> um so ATL, so let's let's talk about running. So before you um before you got really into running, what was your daily routine like? And, and what was it uh, about your life or, or in general that you decided to get serious about running? Yeah. Um, so actually, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, um, not just because you asked me, you know, to be on your podcast, but I think about like, what led me to running while I'm running, you know, and it's not a bunch, it's not one reason, it's a bunch of little reasons that led me to that, you know, um, so I, um, you know, after college, like, I came back, um, I live at home, and so, um, all my friends were, you know, not in Houston, and so I was very lonesome, um, and so I started trying to be, like, more, or healthy, I guess, because I was not healthy at all in college. Um, I, I don't think no one is. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It really is. I remember I tried working out in college, and, like, I worked out, like, maybe three times during the time, 
during my four and a half years at Texas State. <laughs> it's that that one day you're like, all right, today's the first day. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a change, and then you yeah do it yeah yeah, and then it doesn't like, happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I moved back to Houston, and then I was um, just I guess like I didn't really have anything to do, so I just started trying to do extra things like with my time. So I actually joined a CrossFit gym, um, by where I I live, like up here Northwest. Um, so I did that for a little bit. And then, um, I just kind of wanted to get into like fitness. So I did that, but then, um, it just didn't like really, I guess, like grab my attention. Like I liked it. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool lifting weights or doing CrossFit and stuff like that. But then I was like, eh, like I think I can do something else. So then, um, so I had been like a little bit active, but not like as active as I am now. So like my daily routine consisted of like going to work and then working out, um, for like 45 minutes and then coming home. And then that was it, you know? Um, my eating has always been really bad. Like I still like don't eat very well. So (laughs) Um, like pretty healthy, like I don't eat really healthy. Um, so then after that, like I was, um, talking to one of my friends at MD Anderson and her and another one of my coworkers were doing the half in, what was it? Like the year before I did my first marathon, they were doing their half and, um, they, 2015 2016 first marathon was 2018 um okay 18 so they were run they ran it 2017 okay so they were like really encouraging they're like oh like you know you should try doing the half you know because they did the half and I was like I don't know but at that point I was running but not like oh I'm training for something you know I was just like running here and there um, it would take me like 11 minutes per mile, 11 to 12 minutes per mile. Um, and so I was like, you know what, like, I guess I'll, you know, I'll try it. And so the reason I say like a bunch of little things led me to running is because like, at the time, um, it's funny because you sent me the questions and I put them on my Google doc and I was like, Oh, I remember. I like, let me look up something. Cause I sent an email to the people that supported my first, um, my first marathon because mm-hmm. that first marathon, I ran it, um, with a group of people called a group and, uh, I, I fundraised for a group called living water. And so what, what the team was, it was like, um, they were bringing, um, so they like bring like, uh, water and like, um, educate people on like the importance of healthy hygiene and just things like that. And so at the time I was working on my public health certificate and then, um, I was like, oh, this is like kind of cool because like I'm learning about like the you know public health and like this is incorporated with it and like Living Water is a Christian organization and at the time like I was very like on fire about learning about like Christianity and like about God and like the gospel and things like that so it kind of like all encompassed like what I was doing at the time so it was like um health and then bringing water like clean water to these um, to these like third world countries that, you know, don't have the means. So then, um, so yeah, so I had a purpose 
for that first marathon and it was to raise money for living water. And so I started like my journey in, so marathon season starts in September. So you start training in September and up until January, at least that's how it is um, here in Houston for the Chevron marathon. Right. Um, so yeah, so I started training in September of 2017 and so it was all new to me because, um, first of all, like the longest I had ran before then was, I want to say like six miles. And so I had to do like 20 more miles to add it oh, yeah. on. Yeah. So for people that don't know, a marathon is 26.2 miles. Um, and so, yeah, I started training in September. Um, and so what kept me motivated was the fact that I was doing this for a reason and it was like you know fundraising for uh, people you know for right. the, and so that and I had told a bunch of people about my marathon so I was like oh gosh I have to do <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it or, or, or you're gonna look like a liar exactly yeah <laughs> I donated to the cause and I was like I have to finish. you have to yeah so uh did you have you didn't have any background experience right or so like you didn't know high school, right? You didn't run in high school. You didn't ran track or cross country. No, no, not at all. And I, I think about that a lot. I was like, man, it's funny. Like, um, I don't know if I've told many people this, but in, when I was in Shotwell, which is middle school, I, uh, tried out to be in the soccer, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened? I got rejected. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, y'all could y'all could have had me out there running 90 minutes. Like, I was good, you know. Oh my god. Um, but, but I, no, I, I no right. Sorry. No, I was never in like any types of sports. Um, the, the sport that I was in in high school was band. <laughs> well, I mean, marching, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I so I remember, um, because I I. You were obviously one of the biggest influences for me to go to Texas State, USB, mm-hmm. everyone at U Club. That yeah. one weekend I went for Veterans Day was an insane weekend. But shout out <laughs> to Dirty Six O Four. But so when I started, uh, I was at ACC Community College, Austin Community College. While you were wrapping up your semester, your last year at, at Texas yeah. State. And I think uh, we would we would hang out a lot too because uh, you would go to Outkick and I would I would go to campus too because my my apartment was down the street. Yeah. But I remember around that time you started uh, running and doing staircases because I would go to the gym and I would see you there. Mm-hmm. And I think you had a app, uh, the Nike app, with all your sorority sisters or maybe a few where y'all were trying to run 500 by the end of the year, but it was mm-hmm. it was done as a collective, right? Yeah, I think so. And so I remember I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I, I, you know, I, I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's badass. You graduated, you left, and I would visit Houston. And then when I would visit, we would catch up. And I think one time, uh, the first time you told me, hey, I'm, I'm actually thinking about running this marathon. Uh, I, I know you were in the Marines and, and you run a lot. Like, you should probably do it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 ATL. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Like, I only run three miles and that's it because that's all you need for the military. Mm-hmm. But I still remember when you told me, and I was really like, I was shocked. I was like, like, what? You're gonna do what? Yeah. Because I know you, and I knew you, and I'm like, you didn't run track, you didn't run cross country. <laughs> not, not that you need that, but I'm like, I, 
I was like, wow. Like I was really, I was really uh, surprised. I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) whoa. And then as the days were coming, you would get really serious about your running and, and, and you did it. Yeah. You did it. (laughs) I feel like um, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, if like you would have asked somebody that knew me like in high school or in college, like, oh, like you think ATL can run a marathon? They'd probably be like, no. Like, you know? Yeah. I mean, not that, not that they don't believe in me, but just that like, it's not something running wasn't something that I, exactly. Like, like, like I think you now and the person from college or, or you from high school was so different because you, like you said, you, you didn't do sports in high school. You didn't do sports in college. Like, yeah, I think I think it was a little bit out of left field, but when you did it, like you did it. So yeah, that comes into uh, my next question is, uh, so what was what was different? Uh, because you did mention that you did try CrossFit, you did try other little workouts, but what was different from that and running? Like what what attracted you more to running? Why did you keep uh, running? Like why do I still run now? I guess. Um, I- yeah, yeah, that too. But because you also did try CrossFit, right? But do you prefer running? or? Yeah, I, I did try CrossFit and I prefer running. And I, I feel like I um try a lot of like other things. Like I learned how to swim when I was 25, which was like a couple years ago. So it's just like, you know, different things that I try. But the thing that I love about running is um it's just like, yourself you know like you forget about everything and anything and then especially in the long runs like today I ran 12 I mean not 12 10 miles this morning and it was just me by myself my thoughts and it's just um I use it as a healthy like coping mechanism to whatever it is that I have going on in life Mm. um so like right now, like it's stressful with COVID, with school, with working from home. And like when I go running those long runs, it just gives me time to like not think about anything. Either you think about nothing or you think about like, okay, like let me start trying to sort things out like in my head, you know? Right. And the thing about running is just you against yourself. Like it's not, you're not you're not competing with anyone unless you're like a professional marathon runner, you know? Right. Right. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just like you against yourself. And, um, I like love that every time that I go run, like I look at my times from, from in the past and I'm like, wow, like I really improved from like last year or like last month and things like that. And so, um, I don't know, it just comes with, I feel like, I've stuck with running so long now because I'm prideful of it, you know, like, yeah, it, it's, um, some, it's something that, it's that a, you keep coming back to. Cause you, you ran multiple marathons. You've been training. Like you got a bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's the reason we laugh is because there's like a huge, uh, I guess like little rivalry between bikers and runners at the parks. They uh, don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I think you keep coming back and I think you keep, uh, like like you you hone like that like like that's your thing like yeah exactly it's just like um i i see a lot on social media that it's like um a marathoner always talks about like their marathon runs you know and i'm like okay run a marathon and you see you'll see why we talk about it so much because it's not just a one-time like 
26.2 miles it's like leading up to it you're running like every weekend like 10 plus miles like you know every weekend you increase it and the closest you get to it i think it's like 22 or 24 because um you well i i usually don't run 26 miles before my marathon um but it's just like so like mental it's like when you want to give up it's um you push yourself through that like mental barrier that's telling you like no stop now like you're hurting like no like i keep pushing through it you know and it's it's like encouraging like when you're running because you apply it to your life and it's just like okay just as much as like you don't sprint through a marathon like you don't sprint through life you know like Mm, it's all like todo a su tiempo you know like some miles are going to be harder than others and like that's just how life is too like some days are harder than others some are easier you know and it's just like you just gotta keep moving forward and so I apply like the marathon mindset to life mind to real life you know and that's why I like it like that's why I love like running because it's just not the same every run and I know some people are like oh how do you run so many miles like don't you get bored I'm like no (laughs) not really (laughs) so when when you were starting this first one you you talked a little bit how you were telling everybody to come out and support you you're you're uh, supporting life water and and all living water I'm sorry living water Mm -hmm. uh how how did your family and friends react and how, and, and the support that you got, how did, how did, uh, how were they supporting you? How were, um, how, how, how was the reaction? Oh my gosh. It's so encouraging to have your friends and family out there. And it's encouraging for them to like text you throughout your training and throughout your like actual marathon. And I feel like I have a very supportive and loving group of friends and family. And so maybe they were like, man, it feels crazy. Or here she is. Again. <laughs> I feel like I- <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Exactly. Uh, we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, for real though. <laughs> No, that's that's January. It's like really cold in Houston. So, um, so my mom, she's like my number one supporter. She's out there like in all all my marathon runs, like at the time that I have to be out there. So I have to be out there at like five AM in the morning. And the race doesn't start till seven. And so um it's just like really good to have like a good support system and so like people like donated they texted me throughout and like they just like you know just were encouraging I don't know if they like actually thought that I was going to be able to finish because honestly like every marathon I still get nervous that I'm not going to finish even though I'm up to it you know yeah yeah so let me ask you this was there uh was there anybody that was like your source of like questions for running because like when I started running, so I've, I've ran, um, Marine Corps three miles. That's it. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Once three miles hits, my body's like, we're done. Yeah. We're good. Uh, but I went to one of your, uh, I think it was your second or third race. And I saw that and I'm like, man, that's really, that's really inspiring. Right. Cause you see everybody mm-hmm. with the signs and stuff for the Chevron run. Yeah. And then I was, uh, I was working at North face one summer 
and that's when I learned about ultra running. And so yes, learning about ultra running and then seeing you do the marathon and then doing all this, I'm like, man, you know what, maybe, maybe I should start doing long distance because I, I never done it. Like, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to try that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were my to go person. Like I was like, Hey, ATL, what shoes do you recommend? And you're like, get some Asics. Like they're heavy, but you know, whatever. And yeah. I got them. I'm like, Oh, these are good. Or like you, you actually, for my first, for my first 10 K, you actually, uh, sent me like a little running schedule. Yeah, uh, yeah. So did you have someone like that? Like, um, so since my first marathon, I did it with the group, the, um, living water. I feel like they helped me a lot because it was, um, a group of people. And so whatever I needed, um, I could ask them like in the mornings we would meet up in the on Saturday mornings at um, Memorial Park. And so the first couple of minutes, like, you know, if you had any questions, they would tell you. So they actually, I mean, there's a right and wrong way to run. And so, <laughs> yeah, it believe it or silly. not. It's silly, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it is. Like people sometimes clench their hands while they're running. And yeah, that's not good. Like you're supposed to run like if you're holding a potato chip, like so light, you know, like don't clench your arms because any type of energy that you use, it's, it's taking away from the actual like energy that you need to finish a marathon. So like there, like, um, when we would meet up in the mornings, they would give us little tips like here and there. And, um, the guy that was the leader of the group, like, um, if you had any questions, you could go for to them. So, um, I remember the first half marathon that I ran, I ran them in, I use Brooks, um, shoes. They didn't work for me, but they work for some people. But the reason I say they didn't work for me is because I just bought them like at, um, um, what's that shoe store off of, um, 45 called? Is it runner's world or no? <laughs> No, Shoe Carnival, I think. Oh, Shoe Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> shoe Carnival. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, Shoe Carnival. Yeah, 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 Shoe Carnival. <laughs> I should have tried Academy at first, or Dick's, at, at, at least. <laughs> so I just, like, Googled, like, good running shoes, and it was Brooks. So I was like, hey, Andy, let's go to a Shoe Carnival. We went to Shoe Carnival, and we found some Brooks. And I got the just the size that I needed, which is, um, I'm a size, like, six. But what I didn't know is that when you do long distance runnings, your feet swell up mm-hmm. or expand, you know? So since I had gotten a six, my, my toes were like, um, like hitting the front end, like so much. So the first half that I ran, I was in so much pain. Like I had blisters, like all over my feet, like the, um, I lost so many like toenails and yeah, my toes are were all jacked up because oh man, yeah, they hit the front of it so bad. Um, but yeah, after that, I was like, let me go to um, Fleet Feet, Fleet Feet. That's yeah, and so they sized me, and I'm supposed to be running in a size seven shoe, not a six. Mm. So, um, that solved my shoe problem, and so little things here and there. I Google things, I sometimes ask, I used to ask the people in, um, the group in the mornings like hey um what are you doing for this or that and like um like running they also said like don't sway your hands like to the sides um you're supposed to like put them like like vertical yeah Yeah, vertical and then um after that like i just kind of google and just like from what i like yeah 
feet on there. And then this year, before the corona, I tried joining a running group, which oh. is big for me because I've been running by myself for like the past couple of years. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I need some running friends. Like, let me go ahead and join a group. And so I paid and I joined the group and I ran with them like two or three times and then bam, Corona. So then I know. Did y'all conversate (laughs) in those? Like, yes. Okay. So that's what, that's where I was going at. So, um, they split us up into like groups on how like fast we run. And so like the ladies that I was with, they, love to talk and like mind you I hate talking so I, I just told him from the beginning I was like hey like I'm sorry but I, I don't like talking while I'm running because like my and en- like I need my energy to run basically right so it's fine like you know we'll just conversate around you but I did like ask questions like hey like so what do you eat um you know before your long runs like how does that look like and so they would like, you know, tell me like, oh, I eat oatmeal or like I try to stay away from this or that, you know? Right. So, so yeah. So I just like ask whoever like I see, I guess, basically, but not some like completely random stranger. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Because Google could be uh, intimidating because you'll, you'll, you know, like they'll say one thing and then so another site will say another thing. And then you're like, well, who the fuck is right? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's this one thing that I always laugh at um, on Google, because I've been trying to increase my speed for the longest. And I had Googled, like, how to increase your speed. And it said, like, oh, um, the less you weigh, the faster you run. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) well, (laughs) that's funny. Uh, For, uh, I mean, in the Marine Corps, it was just sprints. Like, if you want to improve your running, go sprint. And I was like, but, you know, yeah, it works. So with the group that I had run with, like at the beginning of before COVID, um, we would go Tuesdays and Thursdays were specifically for um, to increase your speed. So we would run on the track and then um, Saturdays were the long run. So the guy was able to help me like a little bit, like he told me something about my posture and like I carry too much weight, like in, right. more in my body, you know, and he did tell me um how to improve it but um I've been this like quarantine time like I've actually been able to improve my time which was it's pretty cool uh what was the group called if you want to give them a little shout out um in flight running in flight running shout out in flight running use promo code ATL for (laughs) (laughs) I wish (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so uh you you talked a little bit about this and and I just want to ask this were there any lifestyle adjustments that you had to make uh preparing for this first marathon and then so on and so forth for your second and third um yeah definitely i feel like i i had a lot of adjusting to do with like eating like i've touched a little bit on like how i don't have like a really good like um healthy eating habit which i still don't but i um try um, to eat better, especially when I'm like marathon training. The thing I do love about training is that you have to carb load. Yeah. And so I love that, you know, just like pastas, like every day, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because your, your training starts September. Mine starts, uh, October, November, because I like, I don't have to run that far. Uh, the -hmm. farthest I ever done is 10 miles. That's, that's it. That's I, good. I've been wanting to do a half, and actually, that ten mile was me getting ready for that 
But the thing is, is like this last past year, I went on holiday for, you know, I went to Europe for holiday. Yeah. And then uh, that, that uh, New Year's, Christmas, Thanksgiving period, like always gets me like, so yes. that's why I've never, uh, you know, I've, I've been wanting to do the Chevron, but I just, it's right, it's right, it's right after all that. <laughs> See, that's the thing. And like, it's good that you mentioned that because it's like whenever you, you train, or you sign up at least for the Chevron one, since it's in January, you do have to do a lot of adjustments because it's like tailgate season. It, oh my God. Um, yeah. It's um, Halloween. It's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas and new year. So it's just like um, you're drinking, you're eating a lot, you know, but um, so what I had to do was I would limit my, my times where I do go out. So like my long runs are on Saturday mornings so Friday nights, I would not go out. Or if I did go out, I would limit my drinks and eatings. And I honestly, I just dip out on people when I'm like, hey. You did. You did that a few times on us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> where, where, where did tail go? Gone. Dip. Yeah. And I feel like I use the excuse a lot of like, I'm sorry, I can't. Like, I have to run tomorrow, you know. But for the most part, like, my friends are understanding of, like, oh, no, ATL really needs to, like, go home and sleep or, you know. Right, right. So, yeah, I think, the, yeah. I, think, I think the first time, like, the first, first couple of times you would use it, I'm like, ATL, you're just using that as an excuse. But, but then you were up early, and I'm like, oh, shit, never mind. Uh, yeah. And yeah, then I, was, I actually wake up. Yeah, and then I was getting ready <laughs> for my 10K. And so, again, like, for my races, uh, so I, I would do a lot of three, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. When it was those, like, I would still go out. I would still go out and drink and all this shit. And then I only get, like, four or five hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And then those, and then I'll wake up. But what happened was I would wake up late, and then I'll do my runs late in the day. And it was just so hot, and I'll get dehydrated fast. And I'm like, no way, no way. Yeah, you have to, you have to prioritize, honestly. And it's. Um, yeah, it's a lot of prioritizing whenever you do run because you plan everything around your runs. Like I mentioned, um, tailgating, like homecoming is big at Texas state. So, um, that weekend before we go, like I make sure that I do my run, um, before I leave. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Get that run in, you know, I still get it in because, um, it's really hard to like build up to the 24, 26 miles that you're running. So you kind of want to stick to a schedule. Yeah, because that one one week of skipping it or two weeks of skipping it just destroys everything and you got to start from scratch, kind of. Kind of, Kinda, yeah. It just kind of, um, like, it messes with your mind, honestly, because you're like, dang, I forgot, you know, I didn't do uh, 18 miles. I'm not going to be able to do 20 miles next weekend. Right, know? right. So it just kind of messes with you. Yeah, I, I so I remember I skipped. So I ran six, seven. I got dehydrated. I'm like, nope, I'm not. I I got to like six and a half, and I stopped. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next day, I had to do eight, and then I did it. But like, it was still in my head, like, oh, you never did that seven though. <laughs> like, I did eight <laughs> yeah. this week, or I did nine this week. But no, you it did makes that up. Seven. Yeah. Um. Wow. Um. So going into this next question is um. Do you remember that first time you finished your first marathon? Like, what was going on in your head? Like, you had just ran the 26. You went into that little bubble where it says you're finished. Yeah. What was that like? Oh, my gosh. It was so emotional. I 
I'm an emotional person. And so I, I'm happy. I'm crying when I'm sad. I cry, you know? Um, so I remember like running, um, running like that last like point two or whatever it was. And I'm like, okay, like I'm doing this. And I remember like, I'm getting teary eyed and I'm crying. And I was like, I can't cry because my pictures are going to look all <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was really emotional. I was like, dang, like, I really did this. Like, I never imagined I'd be running like 26.2 miles. And it's just like really emotional. And then like, I saw my family and friends like cheering me on, like right at the end. And I was like, yeah, I did it. And it was, just, it's a really good feeling, you know, like finishing up because you look back at like the year. Right. That, like led you to where you're at now and so like every year that I've ran the marathon like I've had like a purpose for it and so um it's just like really encouraging and like really powerful and empowering to be able to finish that like I like my first marathon I was like yeah I really did this and um I can do anything you know now like wow. I'm this marathon you know I just like if I set my mind to it, like I'll be able to do it, you know, cause it, it is physical, but it has a lot to do with your mentality too. Like, it's not just like, um, it takes a lot of like, I feel like determination right. to do it, you know? And so, yeah, the first marathon, I was just emotional. Second marathon, I cried too, because I was like, damn, like a lot had happened like that year, like leading up to it. So I'm like, damn, I really like did this despite everything that had happened. Like I'm here, like finishing up the marathon. Right. And um, this past year, again, like I remember like I wanting to cry in the end because um, this year, actually this 2020 was really difficult for me. And I didn't know why I was like, okay, maybe I didn't train enough because I was it was my first year in the MBA program. So I was like, you know, split between like mm. school, going to work and like wanting to train for this marathon. So I didn't train as hard as or as much as I would want, I would have liked to. Um, so I was like kind of beating myself up for it. I was like, man, like, because you didn't train, like, you're not going to be able to finish, you know? And um, like, I remember like at mile like 15 or 16, um, no, 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 sorry, not mile 15 or 16. It was mile like 20 because it was like closer to the end. Like I had to pull to the side and I was like, I'm not going to finish this. And I just started crying because I didn't think I was going to finish it. Wow. And this lady like came up to me and she like put her hand on my shoulder and she like was praying over me. And then she was like, you got get out of your head like you're gonna finish this get out of your head and I was like lady I'm trying to but literally <laughs> <laughs> and okay so this is what happened I donated blood the week before running my marathon um yeah <laughs> I'm dumb. I wanted to crazy. save lives <laughs> you're a given person too you're giving I guess so <laughs> I almost gave my life <laughs> Well, but despite all that, you still finished though. You got, you got, you got your medals there. Yeah, uh, I was able to finish that one. This year's was emotional. Yeah, to say the least, because I didn't think I was going to finish. And then my mom ended up running the half because she was, she saw how nervous I was. Right. So I'm going to go and like, you know, um, run next to you. But she, okay, like she didn't 
she wasn't a, an official like runner. Oh so yeah, like, kind of snuck in there. Wow. Metal too. Oh no way. <laughs> The 26.2 or the... No, the half. She only did the half. Yeah, she only ran half of it, which is pretty impressive for somebody that didn't train at all. Wait, the half marathon? Like half 13? Yeah, she ran ran 13.1 miles trying to... Holy (laughs) moly. Yeah. There is no training? Just I'm going to hop Yep, she's like, I'm gonna do this for my daughter, and she just started running. That's that's that that uh, mom strength that people talk about. Yeah, that oh. mom motherly love and strength. And thirteen point one, no training, just I'm in there yeah. like swimwear. What? Yes, exactly. And she, it's so funny because she told me that she was like looking for me, and you know how people have like the little horns, like to or ¿cómo se llaman? with the 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 mic megaphones. Yeah, the megaphones, and she saw somebody with the megaphone, so she ran up to them, and they're like, oh, can I use it? And she used it, and she was like, go, Atalia, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gave it back and kept running. Oh, my God. Was like, oh, yeah, they were giving us food, like pretzels and oranges. And I was like, what the heck, Mom? You're crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. It, it's, yeah. it's, uh, she's probably like, this, this is what you trained for? Like, I... <laughs> yeah, probably. Wow. So, uh this next question I got is uh for anybody that's wants to start running, for anybody that that is interested, what advice and what tips do you do you give them? Um, I would say just start, you know, it I feel like it just if you really want to do it, just go ahead and just start, you know, I didn't start off running like long distances, you know, every, every week that I would go like that first marathon, every week was my, um, first time running eight miles, nine miles, 10 miles. Right. So, you know, it just, um, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Like if you, if you honestly really, if this is your goal, like work for it, you know, like it, nothing's just going to be handed to you. Like you got to work for it. So, um i would just say just start get some good running shoes because you don't want to make the same mistake i did and like lose all your (laughs) else um what else um i think it's i think it's also good to mention that not only you've raced uh in houston competitively but you've also raced in uh montana right in the glaciers oh yeah, yeah yeah i forgot about that um oh and that's another thing another reason why i do like running because i feel like it's led me to appreciate nature more like uh-huh. i enjoy my time out in the park and like i've literally seen basically all of houston and um i last year i ran a, a half in montana and that that was a whole nother like beast on its own because it's like we're not used to high altitude right I was like, damn, this is hard. Like, I can't even breathe. And the first, like, five miles was, like, going up a mountain. Oh, my God. But, I mean, it was worth it. Like, the scenery, amazing. And um, I did that through vacation races. And I'm hoping to do more um, through them. So I can, you know, see more of the United States or the world. Or the world. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I think you would love to run in California. I yeah. That's where, I, that's where I, like, like I would literally go out to run for fun in California, like, being in the mountains, being, like, in the mountains, and then, like, to your, to your right, you'll see 
the Pacific Ocean and you're like, oh shit. But the yeah, weather there is nice. The weather there is amazing too. Yeah, I remember from the time that we went to visit you. Actually. That's right. Yeah. You remember like all well, you went to base late at night, but like all those mountains on there, they're yeah. Dang. I also um actually now that you mentioned, I went run one time I went to Chicago with SB and um, I remember waking up early in the morning. I was like, oh, I'm going to go run by the um, the lakes over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, now now that I'm a runner, like I like going out and running <laughs> different places. <laughs> Do you uh, still keep track like of your runs through an app? Oh, yeah. I still use. Hi, Melina. Hi. Can I go over there in a little bit? Yeah, but. Sorry. <laughs> Your niece. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's a brownie? No, it's a it's two cookies. If you want to share with your mom, because there's two in there. Okay. Can you give it to grandma? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you. Well, two is for one's for you and one is for you. Okay, sounds good. Can you close my door, please? Yeah. <laughs> She's adorable. <laughs> um, what was I gonna tell you? What did you ask me? Uh about the app tracking your runs through the nap. Oh, yeah, yeah. I use um, Nike Run app. Um, I still use it to this day. It's um, nice because I was able to, I'm able to see how I improve. Wow. And, um, but yeah, I, I love running. Like last month, last month I ran 83 miles. The month before that, I ran 120 miles. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I, I know. And like, actually, I'm like, when I tell people that I'm a runner, like, they probably look at me and they're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you are. I, I, I say that is because I don't have your typical, like, slender, like, body for a runner. You know, like, you think of marathon runners and you think of, like, the slender people, you know? Yeah. That's what I think, at least. Well, you, you've de definitely got leaner and slender since, I, uh, since you started. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's helped me that with you know my health too. Like I have lost like a significant amount of weight from like when I was in college to now. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean you've been doing it for 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 a while now, and uh, I brought up the apps because I I because I I switch apps. I'm like if this shit like if I run uh, uh let's say I run three miles and I know the distance was three miles and my app says like four miles or, or something. I'm like, no, nope, mm -hmm. you're getting deleted. And so I've been, I've been going through apps, especially because the app will also track them. So I have the app yeah. and then Apple tracking them too. Um, but it's funny though, because you use the Nike app and I think the other day, it was a few months ago, actually, not the other day. It was a few months ago when I was uh, prepping for, for a race. I remember uh, I was like, I, I didn't have anything, but I had the, the Nike and I tried it. And I love that celebrities come out at the end, like, yeah. great job, dog. You did it. Or like, you know, Kevin Hart comes on Kevin there. Hart. <laughs> it's like, yo, this is Kevin Hart. I, you did it, dog. Yeah, yeah, give me no some. one can take this away from you. <laughs> and I, and man, that's like the greatest thing. I, I, that's why I love the Nike app. Uh, but I yeah. use the, the Under Armour Asics. How, how come? Or is there a specific reason? Under Armour, I feel like it's more accurate with my GPS. Like it tracks it. Like, um, like I remember I ran, I remember I ran in the Heights, like mm -hmm. through the neighborhoods and it was telling me, uh, the, the ASICS app told me that I was like probably like a mile and a half more than what I was running. And I'm like, no, 
yeah. this is impossible. And then when I, I, it psyched me out. Like I was yeah. like, and then um, the Nike app psyched me out at the rodeo run. The, that mm. first year when we, when we did it, it psyched me out because I was running the 10K and I'm like, man, this thing was telling me that I had I already ran like six miles and I was like on mile four or miles. I don't remember, but it psyched me out. Wow. And it was Maybe humid. You, yeah, it was really humid that day. It was so humid and it psyched me out. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know why I let that get get to me. Like, I don't know why yeah. it psychs me out. I, I Honestly, it does get to you, though, because I remember um, the first turkey trot that I did. Um, I like track. Run. <laughs> the, tur- the turkey trot. Oh, yeah. One of those, the turkey trot. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those people <laughs> that like takes their whole family to turkey trot. <laughs> oh, my God. Husband, me, and my kid are going to be running that. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, huh? I'm sorry, what were you saying about it? So the first turkey trot that I ran, um, they the distance was um, shorter than what it needed to be. I did the 10K, so it's six mile, 6.2 miles, right. right? And so it was shorter. And so I knew that it was shorter because of my Nike run app. And I was like, what? Like... I didn't run 10K, like, you know, it was way shorter, but I don't know, this is weird, like, you tell someone, turns out I was right, and it was shorter, and a lot of people complained, so they, like, tur- the turkey trot people, Berkeley, is that what it's called, or I don't know what it's called, but they, Houston? Like, the Houston one, they yeah. sent an email saying, like, hey, like, the the race was a little bit shorter. Y'all need to give back y'all's medals. <laughs> Yeah, line up because you didn't earn them. No, I, I, so yeah, so those big races like that, like the rodeo run is obviously a big one, but I think, I think that the reason why it's like that is because there's so many people and like, I'm pretty sure all the GPSs because everyone's running with a phone. It just fucks it up. I don't know. That's, that's my theory. So for big races like that, I just trust that, that it's the miles that they're telling me that I'm paying for to run. And go from there. But uh, the rodeo one is my favorite one to run just because I love running through Island Parkway. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And it's two years ago. It was really humid. This past year was was great. Actually, it was fantastic. Or a year. I don't remember. It was this year because we did it together last year. And then this year I didn't get to do it because I was before the corona. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That was a good one. That was a fun one. Yeah. All right, ATL. So now we're going into this segment of the show called the closeout Q&A. So these are five questions that I asked all my guests and uh, they're pretty random, but you know, you, you're, you're an avid listener of the show. So you should be familiar <laughs> with all these. Stop. <laughs> uh, so let's go with, <laughs> let's go with question number wait, one. Wait, wait, can I just encourage people to just like, Go out and be active and run. And yeah. um, if y'all like need any tips, like hit me up. I can share the the it, that I shared with Toast. <laughs> what is your uh, your Instagram or Twitter or email? My right Twitter now? is ATL from HTX, and then my Instagram is Daniela Atalia. Okay. Professional. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you on our uh, on our Instagram page when I when I post this. Uh, for everyone out there listening, the Instagram and Twitter is at thinking the number two pod, thinking two pod. 
So yeah. make sure you guys give us a follow. ATL, I don't think you're following us, but shout out. Hey, follow me back. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out who? If I ever want to run, just hit me up um, after the whole Rona thing's over. Or if you test negative, show me your negative results and I'll be down to run. <laughs> there you go. There you go. ATL out here looking for running buddies. All right, so let's go into this closeout Q&A ATL. So we'll start with question number one. Um, wait, before that, I just 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 because you mentioned that, where what's your favorite place to run here in Houston? Favorite park? Um, I don't know. I have three. Okay, let's hear them. So, so for long runs, I start at Memorial. And Memorial, like, um, I take Memorial all the way to Allen Parkway. So it, like, leads into Allen Parkway, Buffalo. Okay. And now for my short runs, I go to that park that you showed me. Um, oh, Studywood. Stu yeah, Studywood. That's where I go now for my short runs. Um, and then my third one would be um, here at Doss Park. Oh, Okay. They have, they built in like a, a newer like um, section where it's like more wooded, like wooded area. Oh, so, like, like more like hike-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like you're not in Doss Park. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So let's go out, close out Q&A. Here we go. Number okay. one, what was the worst job you ever had? The worst job I ever had. I would say it wasn't an official job, but it was like um, making chicharrones for my family. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we used to make chicharrones. And so that's probably the worst job ever because one, my parents were my managers. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay very well. They allowed me to live here. And then I would have to wake up like really early on the weekends to like, you know, stuff the bag with chicharrones. Holy shit. On the weekends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. on the weekends. Yeah. I would, hate, <laughs> I would hate that. <laughs> ATL, so uh what is your favorite mood uh what is your favorite meal to cook? And why? I don't cook. <laughs> no? Um, <laughs> I hate cooking. I honestly hate cooking. Okay, well so what what is your favorite meal? of the day or like to eat uh, yeah to eat or like <laughs> if if you're going out for dinner or lunch or like well, what would you what do you prefer um if you're going out with some friends um i guess my go-to like play uh eating thing is wings like i love wings like hot wings are you um, still are you still going to pluckers no i'm not going to pluckers i am Pluck them on instagram and on twitter yeah it's a big deal oh my god so yeah, where are you I, going? Uh, um here let me let me give them a shout out actually um i did discover this new place it's a wing place um oh uh, man i don't have it uh sorry that's okay it's okay um, I don't know. I've only been to this that one wing place. Um, is it is it uh, in your hood or? Let me think about let me think about the um, 
the cooking because I, I during quarantine <laughs> myself to cook. So yeah, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, thirty seconds. Okay, let me see. I would say my favorite thing to cook is. Since I've been in quarantine, I've been trying to eat healthier. So it's not like, oh, it's not cooking, but it's kind of like bake, baking, I guess. Oh, I, yeah. make, I make pancakes out of um, oatmeal and bananas. Oatmeal pancakes? Yeah. And it's like, it's supposed to be super healthy. Um, at least that's what I tell myself. Right. Um, <laughs> so what I do is just like... Um, put the oats in the blender and you blend it. And so okay. that's the flour and then you mash up bananas and put it in there and then two eggs and then the baking powder. And then voila, it's like the, the batter for banana pancakes. Wow. Okay. I might have yeah. to try that or, or ask my mom to make them for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, that, that actually sounds delicious. Breakfast food is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you watch Parks and Rec? Yeah, I watch like, it. Like I, I probably have the exact same diet that Ron Swanson has. Oh gosh! <laughs> Breakfast food and steaks. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. All right. So this next question. So let's say you're independently wealthy and you don't mm-hmm. have to work. Uh, you you got the stacks. You got it made. Whatever. What would you do with your free time? Uh, I think about this a lot when I'm at, cause I have an office job. And so like in an office setting, like really you only work like half of the day and then the rest of the day you're like, they're wondering. So, um, I have thought about like, just becoming like, you know, getting really serious about running and becoming like a, just person that travels around the world, like running marathons and, you know, getting, you know, just oh, wow. world through that. Or I also want to be, um, if I had the money, um, just like be like this philanthropist around the world and just go out and build houses for people or wells and things like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But you know, you know like when, you, when you said that, you know what I was thinking? I was like, you should calculate how, like how long or like how far it would be to circle the world. And then you should just run that like a year, like just get to those you know what I mean? you know what I mean you know what I mean oh okay okay yeah yeah yeah. like in the not actually run it like, like I was like, thinking I was running the ocean <laughs> How many do, no just like calculate because I like I know people that do that like yeah. with swimming or like with other, like biking uh because there's like this big program in Austin at UT uh that they bike from Austin to um Alaska yeah I work with them you I work do with them. Yeah, they come to MD Anderson and they give us like um, money so MD Anderson can do research, you know, and okay. so I, learned, I learned about them and I love them and I wish I would have went to UT so I can do the um, bike <laughs> from Austin to Anchorage, Alaska. I think it's pretty badass what I've, they do. I've met people from Anchorage. A Mexican Really? Guy. Yeah, I met a Mexican guy. From, yeah, uh, he visited me when I was working at the outlets. Well, he didn't, he didn't like, he didn't like come from Anchorage to visit me, but <laughs> I was working at the outlets and I worked at the boot store. And so he was yes. buying boots and he's like, no, you can't like buy boots out there. And like, it's, it's not that you can, but it's hard to find, you know, especially like yeah. Mexican, Mexican style cuts and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And, 
and yeah, he he lived there and he showed me pictures. I'm like, dude, Anchorage is pretty cool. Like, I wouldn't mind. It's like a big city and stuff. Yeah, it's, but, it's nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's say. Um, okay, wait. You answer that. Oh, okay. Who is someone you look up to and why? Um, myself. I was just kidding. <laughs> hey, no, I've, I've I've had people say that. Uh, uh-uh, really? Oh gosh. But but it's you know it's had deeper meanings. Oh, okay. Um, I would say somebody that I look up to and why is probably um. I feel like everyone can say this, but like my mom, like I really look up to her. Like, um, she she tells me the story of how she came to like the United States, which is pretty awesome because um. So one of my favorite like um, holidays used to be 4th of July and it happened that she like came to the United States on like she made it here on 4th of July. And so I always like imagine her like stepping into like um, American soil and just seeing like a bunch of fireworks. Fireworks everywhere. Yeah. And so I asked her and I was like, is that what you saw? And she was like, no. But um, yeah, so she came here when she was like pretty young, I would say like um, 17 or so. And so um, just like I see how much she does for the family and she um, became like a single mom when I was like 15. And so even then she like pushed us, um, helped me through college and now is helping me, you know, with like getting through um my master's program and things like that. So I just, I, I like really look up to her. Like she um, is a very hardworking woman and she like loves unconditionally and is just um, who I aspire to be, you know, when yeah. I, when I grow up. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Your mom's a really nice lady. I've, I've, yeah. She <laughs> always, she always asks about you. And when I'm like, Oh, um, something about toast. And she's like, um, Jesus Aleman, DJ. <laughs> So, so <laughs> that's a good way to segue uh, how we met. We met uh, at your 15. I yeah, was, we, yeah, we I was, met. <laughs> I still remember the first day that I went to your house. Um, I feel like it's kind of like super like retro flashback. But I remember um, at the time I was selling ice creams with Victor. Right. Um, and so he was like, oh, like, yeah, let's stop by. Um, Toes, like. Um, he's going to be DJing your, your 15. I was like, oh, oh, all right, cool. So we went to your house because you used to live by my house. Right, right. Back in the, yeah. 49, yeah. And so we get there and you're kind of like in this back area of your house, which was your room. And you had like a stage with drums and you were there like. <laughs> <laughs> just, just drumming it out. On your drums or something. And I was like, who the heck is this guy? And, you know, you, we just kind of like, I guess from, I, I don't remember talking to you that first initial time, because I think Victor just talked to you and then you showed us your Jordans, like the yellow ones. It was like, like a, it was like an MTV crib special. Like, yes, exactly. Like, hey, come on in. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my crib. I did have a, <laughs> a, a Jordan collection. See, people don't believe me, but you come. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. And I do too. I still have. Yeah. Like, you had way more than I did. I don't know what to do with them, honestly. Like I just no, hold on to them. They're gonna be worth some money. They're gonna be worth some not nickels. on my size. <laughs> what is it? Five and a half? Yeah, five and a half. Oh no, they'll be worth some nickels. 
I think. Yeah, so. but um, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, that's where we met, and we've been friends ever since. And we started partying together in high school. Yeah, I was, and I was your DJ for your quinceanera. Yeah, you were my DJ for my quinceanera, and I remember I was like, oh, I don't know about this guy, but I mean, like, yay! Like Victor said, you were good. <laughs> good, honestly. <laughs> it was. It was, a, it was crunk. It was crunk. People still say that. <laughs> yeah. And ever since then, you like DJed all our other parties too. Yeah, I think I DJed all all the high school parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I DJed uh, even parties at Texas State when I when yeah, I you out. did my my Texas the Texas State parties we used to have in the at U Club at U Club, and then I did uh, one tailgate. Uh, that was, and then you also we also contracted you when I was present um, with so the. We, some of your formals yeah i did a, a dj i think one, one or two the probate days. yeah yeah and, and for uh, i think like two or three formals too mm-hmm. yeah. damn good times, should, good times good times i should bring out my turntables and do it again i, I have I, I stopped doing it in college just because i uh i just started becoming the life of the party no i'm, I'm kidding no, no i became I- the party <laughs> no i'm kidding yeah no, I, I believe I, that. No, it just I just got really busy, and, and you know another thing about college students, uh, like I couldn't have that as a job because college students, you know, they they're very low budgeted, and and, and I was like, nah, it ain't, yeah. it ain't it ain't worth for me like to get my speakers, load them up, nah, uh, it's cool. Yeah, honestly, yeah, because I feel like we didn't pay you enough, and I feel like you did a lot for like us too because you designed our logo too and then yeah i forgot about that I, i'm gonna send you a bill i'm just kidding <laughs> no, no but it was a, it was uh for me that was really great because i got to meet people from texas state and uh, just open up my network there and it was a really great opportunity for me to show sam marcos who i was Hi, in texas state hey <laughs> how you doing <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's all get right. into this last question atl uh what is uh one book or a movie or something that you've seen recently or binging recently that you would recommend and why um so there's a book that i recommend to everyone it's not i haven't read it recently but i read it like um, I've read I've read it frequently, which is The Alchemist, and I yep. feel like I talk about it a lot. It's a really great book, and um, I feel like every every time you read it, like you get something new out of it. And it's one of those books where it's just like, yeah, like, um, you know, I just want to do so much more with my life, and life is like a journey, and like you're figuring it out, you know. And, and I don't know, it's just a really good book. So if y'all get a chance, like. Alchemist. alchemist yeah have yeah, you read it no i have not uh you mentioned but i told this. you about it yeah you tell me like once a year like, <laughs> oh you should read it and i'm like all right or like i'll see you tweet about it <laughs> or write about it on instagram <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i mean I, I i it's not it's not a heavy read it's uh it's a light read. it's super short yeah yeah but it has a really good meaning behind it so okay Go out and read. you've convinced me <laughs> next year hey tell you you know what book you should read <laughs> the great gatsby <laughs> uh well, but what are you binging right now what are, what are you watching on netflix or hulu or amazon 
Um, honestly, nothing because I just been so consumed with um, school and work and so and then my laptop stopped working so I can't watch anything. What about your phone? Oh, I don't use my phone to watch things on there. Oh, that's where I messed up. I yeah. use my phone now. Uh, oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's a lot of good shows that you you should watch. I can like give you my, I'll give you my top three. Uh, this week, I just finished Dave, which is really funny. It's mm-hmm. about uh, – are you familiar with Little Dicky? No. Okay, Little Dicky's a white rapper, white Jewish rapper. But Dave, it's a, it's a really short series, super funny. Um, that, that's one that I would recommend. Uh, I, I rewatched the office. <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, that's obviously always on cue because they're about yeah. to put it off from Netflix. Yeah. It's not, um, it would not survive. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no, it would not. Uh, but no, uh, Dave was a good show. Um, I watched Fleabag earlier this year. I think you would like that one. Fleabag. Yeah. It's a, what is it about? It's about a. It's about it's about a, a woman. She's like in her early thirties, living in London, and she has her own business. But her friend passed away. Um, her best friend passed away, and and oh, both so. of them were invested in the business together. So she has to kind of to like not pick up the slack, but like pick up, um, you know, pick up her load and like run the, their business by herself, and like just like her dating life in London, and like. Mm-hmm it's 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 two seasons really short but it's a really good really good is show. it on hulu or netflix amazon prime oh oh it, it kept my anxiety up but it was good it was good you gotta watch it let me lie to you and tell you i'm gonna watch it right there he, he wrote it down <laughs> <laughs> uh but those are really i mean there's a lot of good shows on right now honestly where i spend most of my time right now is on youtube uh, yeah. and podcasts because i i listen to podcasts when i run mm-hmm. they, they have uh harry potter on uh spotify oh yeah we're boycotting spot um harry potter too just kidding uh well <laughs> they they have it writ um they have uh the first book it's like an audio book but it's like writ it's like being read by famous people so like daniel uh radcliffe is on it he he does a oh, first really yeah uh, okay like, i want to listen to it yeah and some of them are like really high quality and some of them are like really shitty quality like daniel radcliffe's like you could hear ambulances and like all these like cars passing by in the background like bro just close your window bro like, <laughs> like it's not that hard you're being streamed on spotify by like millions of users like but no, no, no. it's it's a it's a really fun read uh it's the harry it's benefiting for uh i think it's a, a charity but it's you know it's in support for oh, like cool. this whole coronavirus covid like they did a whole special but yeah jk rowling is in some hot fire right now yeah she is a lot of um harry potter fans are not um happy with her i've been a harry potter fan since fourth grade so yeah yeah <laughs> I, yeah i don't know how i feel about it yeah I yeah. I mean, I'm glad that Rathcliffe um stood up, you know. Yeah, he said some some good stuff. Mm-hmm. All righty, Well, this pretty much concludes our pod. So, thank you very much. Yay! Thanks for having me. For sure, for sure. 
All right, excited everybody. Excited to, excited for it to. To air? Yeah, to are, air. Are you going to listen to it? <laughs> Stop. I hope so. All right, everybody. Um, honestly, sorry. Honestly, I'm probably not because I don't like my voice, how it sounds. Well, we'll share with all your friends and see what they say. Maybe they'll, they'll have some questions. Okay, don't put that on there. I'll go listen to it. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll cut that part. All right, okay. everybody. We'll see you all next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.